All right, guys, so welcome back into another NFL DFS video. Got the week 10 core plays here for you, but as always, I like to do that quick recap of the previous week. So last week started out hot and only got better from there. So um, Richie James Jr. was kind of the standout play on the showdown slate on Thursday. Not many people were on them. I was kind of curious as to why that was. Um, could have been just because of his injury destination. Really was an easy kind of profitable main slate as well. Um, Kind of missed on the three running backs there that I wanted to be on with James Conner and Justin Jackson, but so did everyone else. Those were the correct plays. Justin Jackson got injured on like the first snap or even in pregame. James Conner just really didn't get it going. It was pretty surprising, but Dalvin Cook anchored a lot of profitable builds. Um, and then from there, just looking at the quarterbacks that were on on last week's slate, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, um, Jake Luton, and Drew Locke. All those guys had value. I ended up on Drew Locke the most um, last week. Just kind of the price point was right. The matchup was right. I ended up stacking him with Fant, um, which ended up working. Dalvin Cook was the easy pay at play. Um, was on Josh Jacobs a little bit. Um, Jordan Howard a little bit. Um, Receiver-wise, it was, once again, very easy for the receivers. Uh, Diggs was an easy play. Keenan Allen was an easy play. Those were kind of the anchors of the builds. Really wanted to get both of those guys into my builds. And that was pretty much my main focus last week was Dalvin Cook, Diggs, and Keenan Allen. Obviously, that was a profitable path. And then DJ Chark, who was on the core plays video last week, came through at 5.2. Um, pretty easy predict there. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton was a default value play that I thought we were going to have. Turned out to be um, Tim Patrick was active, so we couldn't play him. Then tight end wise, it didn't really hurt us, but Noah Fant, Hayden Hurst, and then I got on to Tyler Reifert later on as the week went on. Three defenses that I was on were the Washington Redskins, New York Giants, and the Minnesota Vikings, with the Vikings and the Giants being the two that I split the most. Both of them did what we thought they would do, so overall it was a very solid week, and we look to continue that into Week 10, guys. So just a quick overview of the Week 10 slate. Um, going to be tough just because we're going to have to play it up for quarterbacks in some good spots. And we don't really have the like go-to value plays on the slate just yet at the quarterback spot. We are still waiting on some injury news as well with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, uh, even Joe Mixon. That's you know some valuable information. David Johnson. There's still a lot of running back news that we need to get before we can really make a core play suggestion. Although there's one standout play on the board, and I'll talk about that in this video. Receiver-wise, it does get a little bit more difficult than it has been the last few weeks, but still not too bad. Tight end is still a little bit too hit or miss, but there's a couple of tight ends that we'll touch on here in just a second. So let's get into the core plays, guys. All right, guys, so getting to the core plays, we're going to start off, as always, with the quarterback spot. So I will say Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, sure, if you guys can pay up for them, you should do that, although it's really going to make you capped um, lineup-wise elsewhere. So it might be difficult to fit them in there. If there's some value that opens up, sure, go ahead and stack those two. And I will say, you know, definitely can go ahead and stack like Kyler with DeAndre Hopkins and at least one build, run it back with Diggs. Uh, you can usually stack Aaron Rodgers with uh, Devontae Adams and run it back with DJ Chark. I don't mind that route. But there's going to be a better play a little bit lower on that I'll touch on here. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, I'm perfectly fine with those plays as well. Going to be fine stacking options. But the one I find myself going with the most so far this week is actually Drew Locke. So, you know, he really hasn't looked all that great up until garbage time. And then, not even garbage time, just like fourth quarter. And then he comes through and starts producing. I mean, got 63% passing completion, uh, 52 passing completion. The thing is that he's throwing the ball over 40 times per game. And if he's going to continue to do that, there's just no way he doesn't hit value at this price point, especially going against the Las Vegas Raiders, who they're about middle of the pack in the NFL. But Drew Locke at 5.5, throwing the ball around 40 times per game. 
you know, I think he's at least going to get a base of 15 DK points, which at this price point right now is kind of the best that we got. Um, obviously, he hasn't looked great on film, but still he's been able to produce, especially in garbage time. I would say the Chargers and the Raiders are about the same defensively. So, you know, around 20 DK points is kind of what we can expect from Drew Locke. I'm perfectly fine with that right now. He's going to be my go-to play at the quarterback spot. All right, guys, so moving on to the running back position, there's one clear-cut play on the board, and that's actually going to be Aaron Jones going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have been pretty poor against opposing running backs. They're giving up, on average, one rushing touchdown per game, almost 90 or almost 100 yards rushing on the ground, uh, giving up 6.2 receptions per game to the opposing team's running back, all while giving up the bottom five um, running back points per game. So obviously they're a poor uh, rush defense. They're giving up an average of 21.6 DK points per game to opposing running backs. Uh, Aaron Jones at that price point is just way too cheap to pass up. I'm going against the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game that the Packers should probably be up in. Um, I just like it a ton at that price point. He could easily go off for 30 DK points in this one. Um, really, he's the only standout play on the board this week so far because Alvin Kamara is in a tough matchup, although it doesn't really worry me with the Niners too much. And I also actually do like going back to the well with James Conner. It was a very strange week last week that he wasn't able to hit value. It just didn't really make sense going against the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, we saw a play out as to why that occurred. Uh, just the Pittsburgh Steelers. Didn't play well. They got off to a slow start and had to end up throwing the ball a ton more. But James Conner has a matchup going against the Cincinnati Bengals, who are giving up the second most yards per carry at 5.3. Haven't surrendered that many touchdowns, which is why the rank with the Bengals is kind of at 18. You know, a little bit skewed there, but if you're just looking at total yards given up per game rushing, it's almost 120. Um, Running backs haven't been using the passing game a ton because they haven't needed to be only averaging about 3.8 receptions per game. But James Conner at this price point, 6.9. I can easily go back to the well with that again. Aaron Jones, James Conner, those are going to be the two pay-up plays that you want to go with at running back this week. After that, we we got to wait and see what the news is. If uh, David Johnson is out, I think we're just going to go back to the well with uh, Duke Johnson here. Uh, going against his former team, that is something that we like a ton. Um, he played well last week. Didn't have the best rushing yards going against the Jaguars. That was unfortunate, but he was used in the passing game. Four targets for four receptions and 32 yards. Was able to score 16.3 fantasy or DK points last week. So given the matchup, given the price point, uh, I like Duke Johnson a decent amount. So these three are going to be a decent way to start out your builds this week so far. All right, guys, so moving on to the receiver spot. Devontae Adams is priced up this week. Uh, but really, if you just look at what he's been able to do this year so far other than a tough matchup against tampa bay where he still was able to score 12.1 dk points it's been absolutely phenomenal yes they've been kind of easier matchups but games that he's been able to finish it's been 44.6 47.6 30.3 and 36.3 he gets another easy match we're going against the jacksonville jaguars this week there's really no reason to believe that Devontae adams won't at least score 25 dk points in this one he continues to do that why because the targets continue to be there over 10 targets in every game this year that he's been able to finish that is just crazy guys i if you can afford to pay up for him you should absolutely do that he is almost a must play although i also really like aaron jones so i think you kind of have to pick and choose between the two right now i'm leaning towards Devontae adams although it is pretty tough to pay up for him and you can replace him kind of easily this week uh Diggs continues to get the targets uh over 10 per game as well you know, it's tough to pass up on him, but for me, I don't really see the point of paying up for him on this day because we got Keenan Allen priced a little bit cheaper going against the Miami Dolphins who are bottom five pass defense against opposing receivers. If you just look at their stats as well, their game logs, they haven't really faced any quality opponents that much. Now, 
Yes, 9-5 covered them in the preseason. Thought their defense was going to be much better than people were giving them credit for. So take that with a grain of salt. What I'm saying here is that they still aren't that good defensively against opposing receivers. That's what the stats are telling us as well. And the fact is that Keenan Allen has gotten over 10 targets per game with Justin Herbert as a starting quarterback and when Keenan Allen has finished the game. Obviously, the production has been absolutely phenomenal the last few weeks. There's no reason to believe that Keenan Allen won't score 20 DK points in this one again this week. Then we have to figure out what to do after that. So we got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and the clear-cut matchup of the week for them. I'm leaning towards Robert Woods just a little bit safer. You know he's going to get the ball each and every week with a couple of like end-around passes or a couple of pop passes or whatnot. They try to get in the ball a little bit more than they do Cooper Cup, so I was a little bit surprised to see Robert Woods cheaper than him, although they're both going to be phenomenal plays. You should try to find ways to get one or both of them in your builds going against the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, if you do that, you're going to have to play a little bit of Jared Goff as well. After that, there isn't a ton that I love so far value-wise. We're still kind of searching for that. I will say Sterling Shepard at this price point is absolutely way too cheap for him. Just dating back to like two years ago, the guy's averaging seven targets per game in games that he finishes, so <laughs> they want to get him the ball. He's a very talented receiver. Eight, ten, eight targets um, and kind of tougher matchups as well. Against Pittsburgh, he saw six targets as well. In every game that he's been able to finish thus far, he's had over 10 DK points. So at 5K, you know, I just absolutely love Sterling Shepard at that price point. It's a save play. It's a play that could really pay off for you. And then I will say Tim Patrick there going against the Las Vegas Raiders. If you're playing Drew Locke, I do like that at that price point. Uh, and then we just kind of got to wait and see what the value is going to be for the slate. We don't have it just yet, although I do think that something's going to pop up. We're going to cover that on the Sunday live stream or have that available for you guys on the 9 to 5 membership page. All right, guys, so moving into tight end, that's where it gets a little bit difficult. And Evan Ingram... Man, is he finally starting to come through? It kind of seems like it. The targets have been there, 9, 10, 10 targets. Hasn't exactly been producing, and I hate the price point because of that. But the matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles, this is one that he should be able to dominate in. We saw him. <laughs> he dropped a pass that probably should have been at least a 40-yard play, a play that would have won them the game. He did have that drop. Maybe a little bit of a revenge game, maybe a little extra motivation for him to go out and play well this week. Um, at that price point, I don't mind it. The targets have been there for him. Not a, not a bad play for you this week. Um, Eric Ebron, okay. Um, he's been producing as well. 4.4 is a little bit rich for me, but targets have kind of been there for him. 6, 5, 8. Got a plus matchup going against the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't mind that. Dang, guys, we're really just trying to search for some value. I don't mind Jordan Reed going against the New Orleans Saints. I'm fine with that. Just don't love it that much. Tyler Eifert is going to be a default value play for us this week. Right now, 2.7 is a fair price point for him. We saw him come back and start last week. Five targets, 8.8 DK points. I think that's going to continue to be consistent with Jake Luton there at the quarterback spot. He's just a little bit better of a passer right now than Gardner Minshew. So a little bit more consistent targets and passes coming his way. A little bit more consistent catchable passes coming his way. That's going to help him a ton. And even like before that, he was getting a decent amount of games where he was seeing, you know, five plus targets. So in a game against the Green Bay Packers where they could be playing from behind. Yeah, give me that. I like that as a value play so far at tight end this week. And then getting into the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, you could possibly go with the Detroit Lions going against Alex Smith as a quarterback with the Washington Redskins. I don't mind that. That's fine right now. Uh, you got the Raiders going against the Denver Broncos, who the Broncos, they do struggle. Drew Locke has actually struggled, although he picks it up in garbage time. The fourth quarter, he's able to kind of put it together. Maybe, maybe that's something that we like. Um, I do expect 
the Raiders to at least get a turnover and a couple sacks, so they probably won't go negative. And that's really the lowest price defense that I can see that is not going to go negative. Now, sure, the Denver Broncos have been a little bit better as well. You could possibly play them. Both of them should score right around, you know, probably three DK points. If we get lucky, they'll score a touchdown. Right now, that's all we got, though, defensively. All right, that's all I have for you guys this week. If you enjoyed the video, please give me a like and subscribe. I do appreciate that. If you guys want to join the 9 to 5 Nation, link is in the description below. You can go over to the 9to5sports.com, click on the premium DFS sign-up tab, click on the NFL DFS membership, and you're good to go. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed the video, and as always, let's keep cashing.